we do here is go back, 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 back. Hey guys, welcome to Shop Talk. My name is Jeff from Ceramic Pro. Joined here with Lucas and Vito, but we call him Anthony. You got to push the button. That's a whole uh, podcast in its own. Yeah. <laughs> what? Press it again. Uh, My name is Jeff. These guys are already fucking around. Okay, so this, this episode is our first one. We're going to be talking about the missing pieces in business. And basically, what it's going to be is when you're starting off a business, you don't necessarily know all these little things that you need to add to it, right? Um, and what I mean by that is like, okay, for example, in the detailing world, so we're in the automotive business, right? Um, doing detailing, paint protection film, ceramic coatings. doesn't matter what brand you use. This is a generic uh, podcast that's for everybody. And we want, the whole goal behind this is to help these shops grow, right? Um, we've been doing this for 10 years now. We've been in this location for a little bit over a year, but we want to show like how we grew over the years and you know, the hiccups that we had, the learning uh, curves that we faced, things like that. Right. And we want you guys to kind of learn from it and hopefully you can apply these things to your business. So this episode is going to be about the missing pieces, which is like, okay. So for example, like I said, when you start a business, you have, okay, you know how to do the job, but you don't necessarily know the business side of it. So we want to talk about like QuickBooks, for example, becoming a QuickBooks expert. I don't know if you guys use QuickBooks, but like, it's not, it's not the easiest thing to use, right? Um, we're going through <laughs> fixing our QuickBooks now, right? Like, it's not, uh, oh, fuck. <laughs> <laughs> it's a good thing we're live. <laughs> yeah, it is. I know. But no, we have a lot to cover uh, today. So we're not going to keep uh, you guys very long. We're going to try and keep these episodes uh, under 30 minutes. No promises. No promises. Yeah, 20 to 30 minutes. 20, 30 minutes cover a few different topics if we have anyone in the in the audience that wants to make a comment you know has a specific question you know that we want to cover regarding whatever we're talking about feel free and we'll try and uh, address those you know throughout the show and uh, we'll go from there keep in mind uh this is our first episode so it's not yeah. gonna oh, be it's gonna be rough <laughs> it's not gonna be the smoothest ride uh of all of them but and Lucas forced, forced us to do it live. So. It will get better, <laughs> I promise you. The only reason why I wanted to do it live is because of, like, all this. So for you guys uh, <coughs> watching or listening in, I have this, like, controller with all these interesting buttons on them. I'm not going to reveal all the buttons just yet. <laughs> but <laughs> If you guys want to find us, we're on Spotify, uh, Apple Music. No, Apple. Apple Podcast. Apple Podcast, sorry. And Anchor is the other one? Anchor. Yeah. So you just look up Shop Talk presented by SRAM Pro. Why is it presented by SRAM Pro? Because I use the uh, SRAM Pro Amex to buy all this shit. So there you go. <laughs> we'll give it a little plug there. There you have it. Um, <laughs> so first on our agenda, let's talk about, you know, arguably one of the most important factors in for sure promoting your business, um, especially nowadays, is online presence, Right. That, that includes your website, your Google My Business, your email marketing, your Facebook, your Instagram, the whole shebang. So, Jeff, bring us back to when you started everything out. What did you do in terms of your social media, your website? Because I, I know you have some really good stories about websites, especially. Oh, and before you start going, uh, we should probably like validate why anyone should be 
listening to us on this podcast. Like that's a, that's a very good maybe idea. Maybe where you know where you started, sure. Where we are today, and then obviously with with whatever topic we go over, I'm sure we'll have a bunch of different stories and stuff that'll obviously add to the to the presumption that we know what we're talking about a little bit. But yeah, so I started this business uh, about ten years ago. Uh, a little over 10 years ago, doing just mobile car detailing. So going house to house, cleaning cars. Um, that's actually how I met Anthony's dad. And then uh, probably four years into it, he's like, you know, I need help. You got to give my son a job. <laughs> so I was like, all right, cool. So Anthony started helping me going house to house, cleaning cars. And then uh, we ended up getting our first shop at the old location. Uh, I taught him polishing, things like that. We got into doing ceramic coatings. And he was kind of by my side starting that uh, whole ceramic coating journey. Um, and then he moved up, like he went to school for business. So he moved up and, you know, eventually wanted to get off the tools and help me run the business. And we grew it to what it is now. So, um, and right now we're running, uh, we have a 4,200 square foot shop uh, with uh, five employees, three in the back, two in the front, actually six in total, if you can include myself. So three guys in the back working on the actual cars, Anthony doing sales full-time at the front. And then I have Lucas here doing marketing full-time at the front. And then myself doing whatever else is needed, right? So, um, and we're going to talk about all these different things of like how to replace yourself in business. So like I started off just doing the mobile detailing and then, you know, then I had to, you know, when you're on your own, you wear so many different hats, right? So you're the marketing guy, you're the accounting guy, you're the (laughs) customer service person, you're doing the actual job. Like there's so many things to do at once. It's hard to grow until you actually start hiring people. So why don't we start with that topic right there? Because that was a huge hurdle to face was hiring somebody because, you know, I was making enough money at the beginning to, uh, you know, pay my bills and stuff. And it's like, but there wasn't really anything left. So it's like, wait, I got to pay somebody now. It's like, there's no money for that. Right. But you don't realize that once you bring on your first person, it frees you up to do other things. And then the money starts rolling in because he's working on one job while you could be booking in the next one and then so on and so forth. So you have to keep replacing yourself in business. And I think that's one of the important keys is hiring employees and you're going to go through ups and downs of hiring good employees and bad employees. And, you know, some are going to lie to you. They're going to steal from you. Like, you got to, like, it, there's no perfect, there's no employee tree that, you know, it's kind of a roll of the dice as you, uh, as you hire them, right? Uh, that's where learning to be able to read people is crucial because I feel right now, like, if I do an interview process, I could kind of get, to be honest, I don't even care about the interview process um, one of my other employees already does, he used to do recruiting. So he goes through a whole list of questions, whatever. I could probably tell within five minutes if I like the guy or not. And I don't even have to sit in the whole interview just from, you know, saying hi to the guy, shooting the shit with him, making him coffee and just kind of get a feel for like the way that he acts. Um, if he's going to be a good fit in the business. Right. So, um, but anyways, getting back to hiring guys, like it's, it's fucking scary. Like you understand, like when you're starting a business, like I guarantee you, like probably ninety percent of the shops out there. So, so saying that, how do you know when should you be hiring your first employee? Because that's like the first thing. Like this whole business revolves. There is around no right people. time, I don't think. So it's just jump it, it's, in. And yeah, you have to. You know, like I, w- I waited for the right time for years, and like once you did it, it's like, man, if I would have done this four years ago when I started, I would be so much further ahead. Mm. But is it one of those things, obviously, if you're sitting there twiddling your thumbs and you're not busy, you're not hiring anyone, but if you're booking, you know, two weeks out. Yeah, and at the end of the day, I think it puts a fire under your ass because when you're on your own, it's just yourself and it's like, okay, 
I made 200 bucks this week. Yeah, it's okay. It's, it's good enough. But when you have somebody that you have to pay, it's like, holy shit, I got to get more jobs in here because I have to put food on this guy's table. Mm. And then as you start growing, you constantly have that fear of, shit, now I have five employees. There's companies out there that have hundreds of employees, right? Like, mm. you, you have to hustle even harder and keep feeding the business. Like, keep feeding the, uh, getting cars in the shop to help pay for all the bills, right, as you grow. So, mm -hmm. But at, if there's any right time, I don't think so. I think it's just you got to jump in, you got to trust that, you got to go out there and get more jobs because now you have more overhead, right? So don't yeah. get comfortable. That's yeah. the worst place to be in business if you're comfortable. What was the first thought going through your mind when you're like, all right, I have a payroll now? Because before it was just you. All that you Let's, worried about was, you know, getting enough money to get by. Now you got to feed this guy. What was going through your head? And how did you get over that kind of fear? I mean, maybe you're busy right off, right out the gate, but... Um, I mean, it, it got to a point where, yeah, like I was overwhelmed and like Anthony's dad noticed that and he's like, man, you need to hire somebody because you're, you're, you're booking us three weeks out because you just don't have the time to do our cars. And it's like, you, clearly you need help because, and that's another thing that I feel people wear with a badge, badge of honor is, oh, you know, I'm booking three weeks out. I'm busy. I'm busy. No, you're, you're, you're actually losing business because customers don't want to wait that long. They're going to go somewhere else. Mm. So you're selling them with your marketing. But when you tell them that you're booking three weeks out, your marketing closed them, but they're going to go somewhere else to get it done because they don't want to wait. Makes sense. And so. I guess that, that kind of rolls into like what you were opening up with on, uh, you know, websites, you know, social media and stuff. I guess when you actually have an employee, it frees up some more time to maybe build those things because those are valuable tools to funnel in more jobs too, mm. potential jobs anyway. 100%. And correct me if I'm wrong, but... Those kind of tasks where you're, you know, if you don't have a website already um, and you build one or you're building ad campaigns or you're doing whatever um, needs to be done on the online side um, and you are taken away from those tasks to wipe on coatings or detail cars, like doing that stuff, the money's already in the shop. Mm -hmm. um, now, focusing on the bigger picture, quote unquote, bigger picture stuff, that in my opinion, is what's actually going to bring in the money. Mm -hmm. No, 100%. And one of my, I guess you could call my mentor, um, and I feel like a lot of small businesses, you'll have those successful business owners that are going to you know, support your business, whatever, and they'll give you free advice. Uh, one of my mentors told me, and I'm never going to forget it, he said, Jeff, you do understand when you're physically working on the cars, you're not making money. You're mm -hmm. making money when you're out there selling. And I didn't understand it for years because I was like, what do you mean? Like, I have this, you know, this uh, package I got to do a ceramic coating to and polishing. Like, this is a $1,500 job, $2,000 job. Like, oh, yeah, this is great. It's amazing. Mm. But when you're actually polishing the car and you're spending eight hours doing that, whatever, you could have been out there booking in the next job to get the next one in. So you really have to understand that you're not making money when you're working on the vehicle, whether it's putting the PPF on or tinting the car, whatever it is that you do, or if you're a mechanic, whatever. Mm. You're not making money when you're working on the car. You need to be out there selling. So this is where, like, then you have to replace yourself as the installer or the uh, technician, we'll call it. And you need to get into doing sales full-time in your shop. And that's, you're, you're not making money as an owner. Not to say that the guys working on the car are not valuable because if it weren't for those guys, you wouldn't have any jobs. Yeah. You like, know, you wouldn't be able to even complete those jobs. It, and, and they are making money as an owner if you are working on the cars, you're not even an owner, in my opinion. You're an operator. 
Yeah. To me, there's no, like, guys look at, like, higher levels in business and you have, you know, the guys on the bottom and then you have your middle managers and whatnot. Like, to me, that's all bullshit. Like, everybody, to me, is worth the same because, for example, without Anthony here booking jobs in, well, he's not filling a shop. Without you doing the marketing, well, Anthony's not booking jobs because there's nothing coming in the door. You get what I mean? Mm-hmm. If we don't have the guys in the back and the car's done, well, those jobs aren't getting done. So everybody has their role to play. Yeah, but right? that's a, yeah, that's exactly what it is. It's different roles that eventually, like, you're just building structure into the company. So eventually you can have as little hands-on as possible when you have something that's mm-hmm. running, whether you're there or not kind of thing. Mm. It's like a championship basketball team. Yeah. You have You have your guy who gets rebounds and doesn't care to take the shots even though he can't shoot. You have those guys on a bad basketball team who want to shoot and they can't shoot. But the guy who doesn't shoot, he's a good role player. He's going to do his job. He knows what part he has to play. So with that being said, what is another role that you brought in after you brought Anthony? I know originally he was doing the installs with you. What was your next step? Um, I would say after the installs, then it's bringing on, whether it's yourself or somebody doing the sales side and looking after the front end, like the customer service, doing all the invoicing, all that. I think that was a big key one as well uh, because that's extremely time consuming. Just dealing with leads coming in, like every... And this is another problem that I see with shops is like, I could call a shop right now and ask for a quote. They'll give me a price and I'll say, okay, I'll think about it. I'll call you back. Did they actually take down my phone number? Probably not. 90% of the time they don't. They wait for you to call back. Where well, especially if they're on the tools, like it's tough. Like I remember when I was doing it, you get a call, you stop what you're doing. Cause it was kind of like a hybrid role I had. I was doing t- processing the work and at the same time answering the phone, trying to do, you know, book stuff in whatever. Mm. And it's like if someone calls in and you're in the middle of doing something, well, yeah, you're just going to drop the phone and continue doing what you're doing. And that's what a lot of the guys are doing, I would assume. I mean, just judging from what you know, I used to do. But um, once your main focus is on like, you know, a small amount of tasks or, you know, a more manageable amount of tasks, it's it becomes, you know, now you have more time to. You know, obviously now we got a CRM, whatever, and you can keep track of everything and you can see this guy, I got to follow up with him because I spoke to him last week. This guy, like, you know, yeah. something that, like, you know, again, and the ones so that you got to keep following up with, they're going to be harder to close. Obviously, it's easier if the guy is ready to go and whatnot, but like, you're just leaving a lot of business on the table. And like, how are you supposed to increase your sales if you're not following up with people and, and just leaving a lot on the table for someone else to potentially grab that job mm-hmm. and i think that's like another big issue too is like okay if you're not putting it into a crm or taking down people's information you're not giving yourself the chance to follow up with them and there's so many times that like you'll call a customer back and say hey you know you, you called last week about your whatever car it was and it's like oh shoot man I, thank you for calling me back i completely forgot yeah i want to book it in if you didn't have the number like you, that's that's a ton of money that you're, you're leaving on the table that you know you're missing out on because you're you're not following up with people. So that's that's another big one too is like the sales. And then after that, uh, when, once you have your sales guy up and running and he's do, he has his full-time job, I think the next thing that you really have to focus on as an owner um, is, okay, now the marketing side. Like what are, you, what are you doing to generate more leads for that sales guy to close? So whether it's, you know, doing all the posts on Instagram, doing posts on, on Facebook, um, looking at, you know, Google ads, Facebook ads, things like that. Like 
that's something that I knew nothing about. Mm. So I hired somebody to do it, right? I hired Lucas full-time to start worrying about, like, okay, how to run Facebook ads, how to do, you know, Instagram, stuff like that. Because I'm not a techie guy. And I'm a strong believer in, like, if you don't know how to do it, I'd rather hire somebody to do it. Because here's the thing. If you suck at something, why, like, try to do something that you're not good at versus let me hire somebody that knows what they're doing and they're going to they're gonna excel at it. So, like, for example, anything that comes to you naturally, in my opinion, it's easy to do. I'm not a techie guy. I'm not going to try to fight with, you know, Facebook ads and try to understand it. Like, I just don't get it. So I'd rather give it to somebody that knows what they're doing and it comes to them easy and they excel and it's, you know I mean, when you, when you do any job that you don't like doing, it's, you're not going to want to, you're not going to want to do it, right? So mm. I think it comes down to being aware of what your strengths actually are. Yeah. Like if you look, like you can't lie to yourself. You can lie to anybody else, but you, at the end of the day, you can't, you know, sit there and tell yourself, I can, I'm good at this task or whatever, yeah. or if, or you like a certain task. Yeah. Um, and if it's not true, you're not even going to want to do it. Yeah. So why not bring someone on who actually wants to do it? People say always like, oh, you know, work on your weaknesses. Fuck your weaknesses. Work on what you're good at and hire what you suck at. Simple. Double like down on, on your strengths. Yeah, 100%. Replace yourself. Or just struggling at what you're right. not good at. Yeah, so I guess the, you know, you had your, you had your mobile business, brought me in, whatever. Started trying to grow it from there. You stepped back on the tools a little bit. What was, like, the next thing you started working on? Obviously, you saw that we had a strong customer base with referrals and stuff, but we weren't really running any marketing at that point. Yeah. Like, do you remember when you and started running, like, Facebook ads and working on the Instagram? Um, and, yeah. Because, like, all that's come a long way since yeah. we started. Th that's a huge pillar right there, too, is... Okay, so on the marketing side of it, you need to make sure you have all the basics. So you need to have all your social media, so your, your Instagram, your Facebook... TikTok, if that works for you, um, all of them, right? And another big one is a lot of guys don't even have like a Google listing. Like, have your shop on Google because a lot of people just just looking for your location. How many times do you say it that I have no idea where this customer came from, but he called somewhere and had his car booked in, and it shows up at our shop, and it's like, mm -hmm. who knows where he was supposed to go? He wasn't booked in here, but okay, he found us. Oh yeah, yeah. yeah I yeah. mean that like because why the other guy probably didn't have a Google listing. He just and searched up the guy whatever, searched yeah. it up and found yeah. our shop and assumed it was the place that he called. Mm -hmm. So if you don't have a Google, if you haven't claimed your My Google, or what is it called? Google My Business. Yeah. Sorry. Go um, get it right now. Claim it right now. Like right now, wherever you're listening to this or watching. Write that down. Write that yeah, down. Yeah. Claim your Google My Business because um, that's a huge, huge play. And I've noticed as we're optimizing Google My Business, you can see the metrics in the back end. Like we're getting more calls. We're getting more uh, website clicks, you know, and that's completely free. Like that is not paid Google ads. That is mm. completely free. That takes, you know. I don't even think we run. Do we run Google ads? I don't even think we do. We used to, not anymore. Yeah, but. we, we sh completely shut off Google ads, mm. but we're getting a lot of free traffic because of Google My Business. So don't, you know, leave that stone unturned. That's uh, a pretty big one. Mm -hmm. you know so now that you have all your socials um basically when i had my whole website rebuilt uh it was a marketing company that did it and they talked me into doing uh seo search engine optimizing for my website and then they talked me into doing running facebook ads right um at the time i was like shit man like that's kind of expensive like i think i was spending like four or five hundred bucks a month on it and yeah i was generating leads 
I didn't realize how powerful it was until like you start closing a bunch of these leads from Facebook and it's like, man, like, wow, I spent 500 bucks and it brought me in, you know, three, four, five thousand dollars worth of work a month. And it's like, okay, this is, I, I see what's going on here. It's like before I was always proud to say like, I, you know, I, I don't need to do any marketing. You know, I got my, my clientele, I have my referrals. Mm. Referrals only bring you so far in business. It's great. But then once you start doing marketing, it brings you to the next level. And it kind of like your whole tree of clients, I guess, grows even more. Because you don't know, like, you could bring a lead in from Facebook. And then that guy tells all his friends. And that's all word of mouth, too. But you wouldn't have had all that group of people if it wasn't for, you know, running your Facebook ads or whatever it was, right? Mm. So yeah. that, that really opened my eyes. And, like, yeah, it's tough because, like, spend an extra 500 bucks when you're already, you know, barely breaking even paying for your employees, paying for your overhead. It's like, Oh man, 500 bucks. Like that's, mm-hmm. it's tough. And like, I remember my, my marketing guy saying like, you got to trust the process. You're not going to get stuff right away, but trust me, give like four five, six months. And then you'll start seeing results. And it's like, we were getting, and this is American by the way, 500 bucks American, mm-hmm. which in Canadian dollars is like a million. <laughs> feels like, <laughs> it, <laughs> it, it feels like it, but it no, anyways, like um, and I remember going like four months in and it's like, we're starting to get a couple and it's like, dude, like what the hell, man? He's like, trust me. It's like, just, just stick with it, stick with it. And he convinced me to stick with it and come like six, seven months in the floodgates open. And then I was getting like 40, 50 leads a month on 500 bucks. And it, it was, they were a lot easier to close and things like that. So it took some time to get going. So you have to trust the process too. Once you start spending money on marketing mm-hmm. is don't just go and do like one month and oh, it didn't work. It's shit. Yeah. And give up on it. You got to stick with it for at least like five, six months. And then you really notice that and it starts to take off. So that's another big thing too, is to grow the balls, to kind of stick with it uh, and trust that it's going to work. Yeah. Instant gratification is, you know, the universe does not reward people for instant gratification who are searching for that. I feel like patience with a lot of this stuff is like a huge factor. Um, but I want to touch on, something that I mentioned before that yes, we do not run Google ads, um, which, you know, from the outside looking in could look very silly because Google ads like is super intentional when you I think we are running, it. you know, we're probably we're spending a couple school. hundred bucks on it. Um, yeah. but Google ads, yes, they're expensive, but the difference between Google and Facebook don't get it twisted is Google is very intentional. People are looking for your service. They're actively searching. Right. So when you come at the top, there's a pretty good chance if they trust you and they like you that they're going to come book here. But with Facebook, the reason why we doubled, tripled down on Facebook is because those people on Facebook might not even realize that they even have the problem that we have the solution to. And once they do realize it, we're the first person or the first shop that pops into their head. One thing that you mentioned there was, you know, that they trust, when they trust you, when they, when they see a Google ad or whatnot, what they see on that ad or the Facebook ad has to match what your shop looks like and things like that. So that what I'm trying to get to is I see a lot of shops and it's like they're proud to, you know, post pictures of half naked girls on their, their business profile. It's like, man, you're running a Facebook ad that looks really professional and whatever. And then they click on it. And then they go to search your Instagram and they see that it's like two completely different personalities almost. So like everything in your business needs to match and it has to stay professional. Like yeah, everything. because you can spend a shit ton of money on it. But if you don't have, uh, you know, if your website doesn't look good or your Instagram doesn't look good and 
you need everything to be in uniform for it to to work properly. For sure, like everything needs to look good. Mm-hmm. You, know, you got to be posting consistently. Because I had a I had a guy call today actually, and he, or it was yesterday, <clears throat> and he said, uh, yeah, "I'm thinking of getting my car done, whatever." And I've been following you guys on Instagram for the last few months, and like I think I'm ready to get it done now. And it's like just from fall, like he probably found us on Instagram or whatever, and he just followed our page and he's been following our content and posts and he sees, you know, different videos that we're posting and whatever tips, tricks and stuff and whatever. Now he kind of trusts us because he's taking in that content and like without even coming by, he already wants to book his car. So it's like, and that's really powerful. Like that is extremely powerful to have a tool that sells for you like that, where you spent, like we've spent a lot of time shaping our personality of our brand and our page, you know, mm-hmm. when I came here, I, I made it a priority to kind of, you know, put a face to the name so people can connect with a, an individual or individuals rather than Saran Provon. But mm-hmm. now Saran Provon has become all of us at this point, you know, everyone, like everybody's personality is shown and is, is very, evident on yeah. the page. And I think it's super important for customers out there to be able to see that, you know, we're real people here. Um, we like to have fun. Like, we even play, like, on the Instagram stories, the, you know, joking around that we do in the shop. Like, I don't know if you've seen early at the beginning or heard early at the beginning of the podcast that we were kind of fucking around with the... Uh, My name is Jeff. <laughs> a few customers <laughs> that call in because my name's Jeff. They, they answer My the phone. My <laughs> They answer the phone like that. So, anyways, but to add to all this, one thing that, like, I have this on my personal Instagram is, it's a little saying that it's a 365 matters. And what that means to me is every little thing you do in business matters. So, the way that your shop looks, the way that your Instagram looks, the way that your ads look, the way that your employees look, the way that, you know, every little thing adds up to be something big. And though 365 means every day. So I, I see a lot of like Instagram gurus saying you have to work, you know, 28 hours in a day. And it's like, yeah, okay. Realistically, that's not going to happen. You know, I was here till 10 o'clock last night, just trying to finish a job. And I barely rolled in at 930 yet. We opened at eight just because I was beat to shit. Like that's not real. Like, yeah, it's not sustainable long-term. Yeah. Like it's, like you, you get burn yourself out. out. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, way faster than you would ever imagine. But what I'm trying to say is like, all these little things that you do add up to be something big. So for example, like Anthony even offered to a customer earlier today, like, you know what, if, you know, I live 10 minutes away, if you have to drop off your car on a Sunday for us to start at Monday morning, cause you can't drop it off Monday morning, no problem. I'll come here to meet you. So every little thing you do, even on days that the shop's not open or whatever, all make a difference. The way that you represent yourself when you're out for dinner, or whatever, like if you bump into customers or, you know, people get to kind of know you if you're, if you're big in your community, of, oh, that's, you know, the Strand Pro guy or whatever. Oh, that's the shop that's, you know, did my car. You know, the, there's tons of times I go for dinner and I'll bump into a customer. After I go in there and I'm, you know, get drunk in the restaurant, like, how does that look? Like, you know what I mean? All these little things, what I'm trying to say, add up to be something big. So you have to kind of watch everything you do because as your company grows, a lot of people are watching you. Mm. So, there's, like, there's another saying, like, fake it till you make it. But... Uh, in my opinion, like, 
Yeah, I don't. I don't love that. No, one. no. I really because I don't love that only that. works until people are actually watching you, yeah. and they can know that it's bullshit. Like, mm. so I'd much rather eat shit for a year while learning something. You know, going through that learning curve is super painful because, like, you are like, I don't want to try something that I don't necessarily know what I'm doing, um, and then you know, you either give up which sucks or you keep going and you get through and you're like, yeah, I put in all this work and you know, look what came out of it. Yeah. So quick recap, we're going on almost half an hour or actually half an hour right now. <clears throat> so these key things that you need in business, make sure you have all your social medias, make sure that everything you're doing is looks presentable and professional. Um, what else? I kind of stumbled over the, uh, QuickBooks earlier, but yeah, we'll have to make that another uh, That's episode. That's a whole top topic on its own. That's yeah, yeah but it, I guess this kind of video or this first episode is just like everything we talked about is pretty vague, but we can even go into huge detail on like, yeah. you know, you were mentioning before you hired someone to do the marketing and then we hired someone in house to start doing it. We could touch on why we did that, you know, oh, how, how important it is to understand your marketing, and even if you don't do it yourself, try to, try to understand where your dollars are going. We can, We'll touch on that maybe on next week. Maybe. Yeah, we can. We have a lot of episodes planned. Like, we obviously have a lot to talk about. Um, but if there's anything specific that you would like us to talk about, let us know. Uh, we're always open to suggestions. And we really appreciate you, you know. Where can they find sl- us? Slugging through this with us. This is the first episode. <laughs> is there people live right now? Is there people uh, There'd be no way of knowing, really. I'm trying no, to man the cameras. Sure. I'm trying to man the buttons. Um, but no, yeah, everyone, you can find us on Apple podcasts and Spotify. Um, we are shop talk by ceramic pro. So mm-hmm. listen, share with your friends. If you want to follow us on social, um, uh, my shop is ceramic pro Vaughn and my personal is ceramic pro underscore Jeff. Anthony, what's yours? Oh, uh, my personal is ceramic pro underscore Anthony. Do you have a Strand Pro underscore Lucas yeah, one? Does. I I have it, but Same. I just don't remember the password. But I already manage enough social medias where I'm on Strand Pro Canada and Strand Pro Vaughn. So if you want to reach out to me directly, there would be a great start. Yeah, true. Yeah. Cool. Perfect. Thank you very much, guys, for joining in. And we promise the next one will be a little bit more uh, organized. Organized. Hopefully, it's going to start to flow a little bit better. It will. Well. It's only episode one. Yeah. Of many. Hopefully. Take care. Take it easy. Ciao. My name is Jeff. My name is Jeff. (laughs) Oh, man. That was good. We're (sighs) off the air. It's not live. Oh, yeah. It's off. It's off. Fuck. There's so much shit. I know. I know. It's like we almost got to like, here's one little topic.